Welcome back to the Views from the Bench podcast. We're now on episode 29. Felix Potvin. Felix Potvin. Old William Nylander. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say him for 88. Want to introduce who I'm with. Pat's a video. Pat, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Uh, early morning, but um, it's an afternoon podcast we got going on here. So I'm fired up. Me too. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you have a good morning today? Or Very good. Very good? Got my hair cut. Got your haircut? Yeah, just a trim. I didn't even notice. Is that bad? No, man. We're not dating. No, okay. Just making sure. Um, but if your girlfriend gets a haircut, you better tell her. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I, but I, I'm pretty bad at that stuff. Anyways, uh, we got a great show for you guys this week. Um, we want to talk about... I would say our last couple episodes have been... Um, very intriguing as far as our guests. Again, we want to thank Matt Burst for coming on because he great, was a great, great episode. Great episode. We also have uh, more guests lined up. Just couldn't happen this week, so you're just stuck with me and Anthony this week. Unfortunately. Yeah, but in the coming episodes, we're going to have more guests on, and it's going to be good. Yeah, so we want to kind of stick towards that theme of focusing on minor hockey and kind of the stuff that goes on within minor hockey and the stuff that you don't really hear about because it's kind of under the table. Um, and Pat's got an interesting story. What are you, what are you laughing at? Right? I'm laughing at the Spider-Man stickers here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the studio, man. I like it. Yeah, I know. Well, where's the green goblin though? No, he's, uh, <laughs> he's somewhere. There. But, uh, yeah, you got a, you got an interesting story that we actually forgot to tell last week. And, uh, you told, oh, you told, yeah. yeah, you told us after. And, uh, I want you to share that cause that's, it's all ties in yeah so uh us and burst y'all got talking off the air and a story came up and i just want to share it now because i think it could it's a pretty good story it could be insightful yeah yeah so back when we were uh 13 years old so the burst and i were on the same team here uh they held player coaches meetings mm-hmm. you ever heard of that yeah yeah well, so, yeah okay so each player had to go meet with the coaching staff and their, like, you could bring your father too. Mm-hmm. So you go to the coach's house and you, they talk about what they want to talk about, whatever. So I'm already, every kid's already nervous heading into it. Cause basically the first ever player coaching meeting I've been a part of. Yeah. So I'm already out there shitting bricks kind and, of. And you're 13. <clears throat> and you're 13. So that doesn't help. Yeah, I guess not. So you head there. Like, I was right. There's two guys in the living room waiting while one's getting his interview done. And you just see the faces on these guys coming out. Long faces. And you're like... It's not good. It's it, They look like they just saw a ghost. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on in there? Like, I'm like, I'm nervous. My hands are sweating. Yeah. Eventually, time to walk up the stairs and we go into the room. Whole coaching staff. And then you and your father sit down. And then... It's it's basically a blur for me, but all I remember is the coach just tearing into me, just playing mind games with me. It's just like you're the he's just you're the softest guy on this team, and I'm just like I don't even know how to answer that. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what he would say that directly? He's to like, you. he just say you're the softest guy on this team. Wow. And I'm like what I like I don't think I'm that soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, I'm, when I was playing, yeah. now I'm now I'm soft. Now it's a different story. Now I'm soft. And I wasn't that soft. And he's like, "Yeah, you're the softest guy on this team. You're way too nice. You're way too nice." And I'm like, "Did you uh, say thank you?" Uh, I was like, "Is that a good thing?" Like, yeah, yeah. 
And he's like, who are you scared to go play against on other teams? I'm like, nobody. Like, I don't know these questions. And, yeah. he's, and they're just thinking about, like, this other really weird question that he asked me. He's like, some sort of what do you bring, kind of effort you bring to the game. And it was just so, it was, like, worded so weirdly that I didn't even know what to answer. He's like, interesting answer. <laughs> didn't he ask you? He goes, what what percentage do you give during a game? Didn't he ask you it that? It was something along those lines. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, it was just weird. And I said, I don't know. What do you even say? I, I don't even know. I remember I said some random number because I don't even, I, I'm like, I'm already, my head's already in a pretzel. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. And I'm like, and he just said, that's interesting. I was like, yeah. Could, could you imagine being a grown man <laughs> and interviewing a 13 year old kid and asking him that question? Like, take take your, your little cousin who's 13 years old, sit him down and ask him a question like that. Yeah. Like, are you expecting an answer that's going to blow you away or... And it, the way it was, the way it was worded, it wasn't like a really direct answer. Like, yeah, I give a hundred percent all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like anyone can answer that. But it, the way it was, like, it was just so yeah, strange. Yeah, it was on, on purposely to phrase to mind to, screw you. Yeah, yeah, to screw with you. And then I, I think even my dad stepped in. He's like, I think he misunderstood you, and he's, and then the coach is like, he said what he said. Wow. And then, yeah, I, I remember that part. I remember dad's like, I think he misunderstood what you were asking. And then he's like, he said what he said. So then what happened after? Because like. Yeah. So it, we leave and then I'm like, my head's spinning and I'm in the car with my dad heading home. And he's, and I'm like to him, I honestly didn't understand what he was really asking me. And my dad's like, I know you didn't. Really? And he's shaking his head. Well. <laughs> it's just like, that was just a really weird experience. Did. And you made that team after, right? Or was it that you This were? is during the season. During the season. This is like mid-season wow, evaluations. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah, these are mid-season evaluations. Was this normal to have mid-season evaluations, though, for at the time? Uh, that was my first one ever. It was also my first time playing AAA. Yeah. I've had one every year since that. But they were like nothing like that, though. They were way better than that, right? Way more constructive. Like, I could see... Like, I could talk about ones down the road... I was with coaches, we'd be like, this is, what we, this is what we want you to work on. What do you think you want to work on? What do you want? What do you bring to the team? Yeah. Like those things. This is, this is the good part. This is what I'd say. This is constructive. Obviously, you're still nervous to meet with coaches, but this is way better. They could even bring up this one time in minor midget. Um, they'd bring up some videos of you. This is, we like this part of your game. They're like, we like how you're great defensive. You're, uh, you could do this well. You're good laying the body. Maybe you could do a little more puck movement. This so it was a lot of constructive. Constru- cons- Holy shit! Yeah, fine. It's okay. Just you know what I'm a, talking about. Take a yeah. Take a minute. Find yourself. But yeah, I know what yeah, you're saying. Constructive criticism. <laughs> constructive criticism. So, I, I know me and you talked about this even after our interview with Percy is that we don't want to discourage kids or oh, anyone no. like wanting to get into <clears throat> hockey no. with these stories, but we want to bring light to what is. <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes, right? Because there's a lot of stuff and a lot of players who get, you know, whether it be a free pass because of their money situation or there's a lot of politics as far as with the coaches and the parents. But I think we want to do the absolute opposite. We want to encourage kids to play hockey. We want to show you that this is probably getting out of the game. Like, I don't even know how that was, that's still around. No, now. it shouldn't be. It so should we're not. showing you if, you, if you're going through a situation like this, you shouldn't feel like, you're the only one that went through it. Yeah. You just feel like, oh, someone else went through it, but you know what? 
hockey is still amazing. I still love this sport. I still want to play it. And there is other people out there who will encourage me and want me to play better. Like, there's other coaches out there, other teams that will help you. Yeah, and we had we had a bunch of people. I mean, you could attest to it as well. We had a bunch of people reach out to us on right, Instagram. Really? Right. Talking yeah. about, you like, talk about that? Yeah, I, I, I have one yeah. here. It's kind of, it's a little bit long, but it, it, he talks about how it kind of took away from his love of the game and, and why, uh, he stopped playing, but he wishes that he, he kept going. But anyways, this is, uh, his name's Ryan Flynn and he said that we could share this, but, uh, his story is he started playing at the age of four. He played travel and then played another three years of junior hockey. And uh, only to get to the NCAA D3 college. And then he quit in his third year. So he's not going to tell us what school, which is fine. But uh, players were expendable, which is uh, wild to say. Given you're spending money to go to their school, after all, they recruited you. If you had a bad year, you were told that you should find a different school. So much stress day to day, whether it was at practice or workouts. On two different occasions in my freshman year, we were bagged after a game. All fun was sucked out of the game for me. It became a job, and by my second year, I had lost all of the game. I stuck it, I stuck it out solely because of my teammates and skated in captain's practice my third year and decided enough was enough. I quit because I stopped having fun, which breaks my heart, and I just thought I'd share and let you guys know. And that's, that's, that's a reality for a lot of people there, right? Yeah, that's honestly it. It's the same thing that happened with Bursey, right? Like, that's it, – it's it's a reality with a lot of kids. And, yeah. and we want to – I think me and you want to make a point that the game it, – it's exactly what he was talking about last week. It's just a game, right? We want to encourage that. We want to use these stories and our platform to encourage that it's only just a game. No matter how serious it gets at the end of the day – like it's still hockey. Yeah, it's still a game. It's not life or death or anything. But yeah. when you when you take a step back, yeah, you could get be intense and everything. But when you take a step back, you play the best when you're not tight, when you're loose, yeah. and you realize that you're having mm-hmm. fun. That's when you play the best hockey. Yeah, that actually ties into a question I want to ask you too. Because um, listen, I know you're an emotional guy. Why? I do. Why? Uh, no, you just are. Because I watch Riverdale. <laughs> you watch Riverdale. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, yes, actually, yes, I did. Because you and Anors used to watch it. And Alessio. Alessio would watch it too? Yeah, I would. <laughs> sorry, honestly, I forgot about I used that. to make fun of Alessio and Anors. And like, like, they would have their Riverdale chats. I'm like, you guys are such pussies. Like, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? And then they're like, no, just watch one episode. Like, trust me. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Um, obviously, must have been bored one day. I threw it on. And now you're, you're hooked. It is so good. I'm on season four. <laughs> I am hooked. It's such a good show. <laughs> if that coach asks you that question, now you're like, yeah, I'm soft. I'm soft, <laughs> I'm buddy. Soft. I love Riverdale. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh, Archie and Jughead and <laughs> Eddie Veronica. I don't know what you're you, talking about. You gotta about. watch it. I don't know if I'll give it a shot. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, I want to ask you because you are an emotional you play and you're an emotional player, but... Would you say that's that's the smartest way to play the game, showing that emotion? Because some guys can take their emotions a little too far. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it affects their game to the point where uh, the best example I could use, probably that everyone would know, is Sidney Crosby. So Crosby, obviously, when he's on his game, he's unstoppable. But you get under his skin and you and he gets really emotional and frustrated. 
takes away from his game, right? So how would you play for most of your career in, in that sense? Would you play a little bit more emotional or would you try to keep your emotions in check and and uh, stay even kill? No, I'd say like I play my best hockey when I was emotional. That would get me more engaged in the game. Like if I'm... If we're having a, like a game and I'm battling with a guy and we're drawing at each other, that's what gets me in the game. Yeah. Like I'm way more engaged in the game if I'm physical. Guys are coming after me, uh, chirping me. And like if, chirping. Guy, if guys are kind of getting under your skin, you kind of like it. Guys or? don't get under my skin though. <laughs> like once they start, you sure. Trust me, <laughs> you, you, you didn't see me back then. No, I know. I know. Like I would be like, uh, <laughs> compare myself to like a Tom Wilson. Really? Yeah. Just without the 5.5 mil, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, if I had to do, like, an intro comparison, I'd say Tom Wilson. Like, yeah. I best when, like, I'm throwing hits, uh, guys are coming after me, and I we're chirping each other. That's when it's the best. Because I know, once I do that, I'm like, I know I took them off their game. Mm-hmm. I'm under their skin. But I'm I'm pretty even the whole time. Like, that's what's good about Well, it. even I see you in... Uh Men's league. Men's league. I know is it's enough. I know it's different, but you're cool as a cucumber. Yeah. You don't show anything. I don't, I'm not. Like, <laughs> like I get. I could get heated in the. I get heated and start chirping between benches and stuff. Yeah. But I loved it. It was yeah. great. So you would recommend that you play with that emotion? Well, like, that's for like every player is different, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I'm. I feel like I'm different. Like I don't. If I if I feel like I'm getting. Uh, I'm always into the game, but if it's if I get too emotional, then I get off my game. Like I start, I start focusing on the wrong things. Really? Yeah. But again, yeah. we're different. Like right? Different. I mean, like anytime it's a game, I'm like, it's game time. Like, and I'm ready. But when I'm in it, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to score and do everything. But like, this is giving me an extra edge to my game. Mm-hmm. Where like guys are off. Like I'm going after guys. Guys, like they're noticing me. They're taking like I'm taking away from their game, and that brings my game up. Right. Because you know, pl- that's the emotion that I have to play with. Yeah. And it just gets me so engaged. Makes me love the game even more. You gotta you gotta find that passion again, man. <laughs> oh, I can. I might kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> it's not bad. Huh? It's not bad. <laughs> but um, no, I just wanted that. that it was it was curious or it was interesting that you brought that up because. I was thinking about it the other day, and I, like every player is different, right? And you see it in the NHL, and certain guys have the, those certain emotions that kind of swing from one way or the other. And uh, like Kadri, for me, also was another guy where it's like, if he's not engaged in the game, he's kind of out to lunch, I would say, right? Do you remember him? Like, yeah, of course. You know, like he wasn't hitting, or if he didn't have an assignment, <clears throat> he wasn't really effective. But yeah. as soon as he started... Amazing. Yeah, getting going, then... It was a different story with Kadri, so. And I, I would personally say the same thing. Like, if it was a big, a bigger game, and you have like, you see like you have a bigger role, and you're throwing those hits, and you're more engaged and more emotional, that's when my game would be better. Yeah. I just want just another story. Actually, this is another one. After like, once again, we we're off air. We couldn't record it, but like, Burst and I were talking again about how we went to um, different junior camps and like. These are the rookie camps, and we're just talking about how like insignificant it was to picking a team, because guys go out there and you're you're paying all this money to go on to rookie camps. Some guys are paying like um, five hundred bucks going to five different rookie camps and stuff just nice. to get a spot on our junior team, right? And there's just I just couldn't believe it. And Bruce and I kind of agreed that we both kind of went through the same thing on one 
instance. So my instance was I was trying out for a team. I'm in rookie camp. You're playing like five games in three days. I think something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going out maybe my third third game or something. And I go out there, lay out to block a shot, you know, fall out on the ice. Softest guy on the team. Just sacrificed <laughs> the body, blocked it right on my foot. Yeah. Right on it. And I, I, I couldn't feel my foot when I got up. Like, I was in so much pain. Yeah. I was like, I played like the rest of the game and it was just killing me. So I played the rest of the game. I was like, okay. I get to the change room, take all my stuff off, take my skate off. And that's when it just starts killing and it just swelled up. And I was like, yeah, this, this is not good, right? This doesn't, doesn't damage. Lo- this doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even walk properly. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I played three out of the five games. I thought, you know, I played pretty decent. I don't know. Like, I, I went all out to block the shot. I played the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So I uh, tell my dad, like, I can't play the rest of this these games here. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I don't think I can fit this back in my skate. So like, this is right after still. Yeah, so this is like, I, I'm still debating if I'm going to play the last game of the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to, right? And I'm like, and then I, I'm like hobbling around. I couldn't even put my shoe on. I couldn't tie my shoe up. I'm like, there's no way I could fit the, my this foot into my skate and tie it up. Yeah. Like, there's just no way I could do it. So I'm like, yeah, dad, you got to We got to go to the hospital or something. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go tell the, the that coach of the team that what's happening. I got to head out. So go over there, you know, oh, hey, coach, uh, you know, listen, I just blocked the shot on my foot. I'm gonna, I have to, I can't play anymore. I'm going to head out to the hospital, get some x-rays. Like, let me know if, like, anything happens, like, if you're going to call me back, right? That's what I'm basically waiting for him to say. And he's like, yeah, yeah, what's your name again? Who are you? Uh, and I was just like. That was when you realized, That's when I'm right? like, wow. And I never went to another camp since yeah. that. I it's just it was ridiculous. It's just to fill, just to fill the camps. They bring out guys, right? Yeah, and I know Burst had a similar story that he shared with us, and it was just, it's just like, like really? Yeah. You do you really didn't care that much, and why did I like? Why did I? Why does everyone do that? Mm-hmm. If you already know your team, I don't know. That's no, kind of fr- it's it's frustrating. Fr- it is frustrating. It was an eye opener. And it was like, an eye opener for me. And the the thing <laughs> is that you get rinsed financially. Yeah. You get rinsed. To go to these things and then I'm not like not only are you putting your body on the line but like they make you think that you have a, a shot. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like I, I'm, there's a lot of different players who would go to like handful of these camps. I went to one or two. That's all I went to. Yeah, you're telling me there's a, they go to like <clears throat> six or seven. Yeah, right? it's just like, and like I said that once I had that story happen to me, it was a really eye opener. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. No, I just wanna. I want to transition here into something, <laughs> and I just want to say, you know, I put that ISO cam on you, yeah, the other night, and uh, it was uh, flattering. You know, I just thought, you know, I came out to watch some of your game, and I just thought, wow, you have a great team, and <laughs> not only that is that you're an unbelievable player, you're an unbelievable player. No, I don't no, know. no, you're a great player because although that ISO cam didn't pick it up, you just changed the direction of the game. You're, you're, you actually could slow things down. You slow things down when you have the puck sometimes. And you're able to open up seams for guys. Great passer, too. Great hands. Oh, thanks, man. You're great, man. Thanks. So I, what I'm going with this is, is that... Oh, does that make sense? <laughs> <You> <laughs> where I'm stop. going. Yeah. Where I'm going with this is that 
you only played house league hockey, right? I did, yeah. But obviously, you have the skill set, the mindset, and everything to go higher. I just want to know how come that never uh, happened. Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, it was uh, I wasn't very good when I tried out when I was younger. Like, I wasn't a very good player at all when I was younger. And I'll be honest with myself, and anyone who saw me could probably attest to that. Like, when I was younger, I was not only small, I, I wasn't very fast. And, like, I wasn't a good stick handle. I didn't do anything really well. So I wasn't going to make any team like that. Um, and, like, even though I was small or whatever, I wasn't very aggressive either. So it's not like I can go out and hit guys. Or, so I didn't have anything that would convince someone to hey you can play at the next level um that being said i think it was better for like me in my game now like like just even for fun i think i've gone a lot better because i didn't play like if i were to play a or whatever i wouldn't have wanted to get better right because i've already made the next level but there's always room to get better right like you say you made a you could have went double a triple a you're right but at that time it was too late like i I only i started playing hockey when i was nine like because we moved and it was a whole different situation right but it was i started late and i wasn't good i wasn't even decent until i was like 15 how'd you like how'd you develop well I'll be honest with you. I I actually, I couldn't skate at all. So when I was 10, 11, I was like, I want to learn how to skate. So like I go to like these public skates and I just like work on skating and I do that and I worked on my skating that that way. Then I'd hop on the rollerblades and I'd rollerblade in the summer whenever I got a chance, work on my skating there. And then I, I like try to develop one part of my game to be like, okay, this is the part where I'm going to dominate. And it's going to be my skating because I'm small. I'm not fast. So I want to get faster. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at that point, it was already too late. I tried out for, um, I can't remember. I think I might've been 13. I tried out to at an A, I went to an A tryout. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, have I ever told you this story? I, don't I, know. I went to an A tryout and I was not ready. Also on top of that, I wasn't very in shape. What like, do you mean? Like, when I was younger, I was kind of like a chubby fat kid. No, you weren't. <laughs> I was. In grade, in grade eight, in grade, uh, grade eight's when I kind of turned it around, but like grade f- three till seven. I was I, always a husky guy, I was, too. No, I was like, I would pound six Nutella sandwiches. Who wouldn't, though? <laughs> but I would every day. Every day. I'm not even... I'm not I remember mine. you, uh, husky. No, it's because we met in high school. I, was, I already cut all the fat off. But it didn't help. It didn't help at all. I was already, I was pretty out of shape, but I, I was, uh, like I've been working on my skating all summer. I'm like, okay, well, I think I'm a decent skater now. And I was faster than most people, but I had, uh, I had no conditioning. So we were doing, uh, the miracle. Oh no. Yeah. We're doing the miracle. And, um, you probably know a couple guys that are on that team and they probably saw me. I did like one, one, uh, rep, I guess. And I was like, I can't do it. I got off the ice. Really? Yeah. I, I, I quit. And I was like, that was pathetic. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not ever going to let that happen again. So from that point on, I was like, okay, like I, I want, if I really want to become better, I'm going to start taking it more seriously. I, I, I full on quit, man. Like I was you like, just left the ice. I left the ice. I'm like, Holy I made, I'm like, shit. yeah, I don't feel well. Cause I was getting embarrassed. 
I was getting embarrassed. Uh, these guys were go- these guys were flying, and I couldn't keep up with them. And it was like frustrating because like I was the smallest one, and like it was my first trout. I was nervous, and it was like, okay, like I'm just I'm not like I'm not I'm not ready for this. So then I and then after that I started like really making improvements in my game. Worked on my skating, my stick handling, my vision. I started getting really good at like finding guys, and um, and then I went to another trout. I made it to the last the last cut, and they took uh, they just picked size, they just picked size because I did I did really well and it was, we, we we scrimmaged. I got two goals in the last nice. in the last scrimmage, and uh, the guy they took over me, he he, he only got one goal, but he was a, he was a big boy, like really big. <laughs> so was there then, hitting in this? Yeah, there was hitting. I think that was I think that was an A tryout as well, and then after it it was like too late for me. Say so I was like f- fifteen, sixteen. I was like, never wanted to come out for the school team. I should have. I should have came out to the school team, but I still don't think even at that time I was good enough to play on the school team. Really? Yeah. I only really started to get good, maybe like seventeen, eighteen. Hmm. And that's kind of where where it took off. And I don't know, like. I don't know if it's just I'm more mature now and like um, I like I'm in better shape. I just I play more so for fun now. Like I just that's how my game grew, I guess. It's pretty good. I'm surprised you didn't know that story. I didn't know that. I know you went to the tr- like tryout, but I didn't know you left. No, I left. I was so imb- like it was like guys were reaching the blue line and I was like still at the fucking hash marks like I was I was slow and I couldn't believe it. I'm like I worked so hard in my skating it was embarrassing I'm like I can't do this I'm gonna get I'm gonna get I'm gonna torch this whole tryout so I was yeah. like fuck it and that was I was like 12 at that time maybe 13 can't remember but it was a it was like a big big moment for me as far as like okay if I'm gonna like hockey this much, I might as well be at least decent at it. You know what I mean? But of course, yeah. It, that's why I didn't play at a high level. Do you think I could have made that high school team? Grade twelve, yeah. Grade twelve, yeah. I guess the only the, the most difficult thing would be there's there's hitting, so you'd have to adjust to it, like yeah. so you don't get fucking clobbered. That's another thing. I never I never really learned how to hit or take a hit. I mean, yeah. I could, I can take a hit, but I can't like like I've never played in a scenario where you got to keep your head up at all times. Like, I don't know how that would affect my game now. Right? I, sl- I think school hockey was like the most I saw guys actually get clobbered yeah. around because oh, guys I, are like, I remember, I remember <laughs> just seeing that, that was one or two games. It was like, Oh, the, the hitting in this is ridiculous. Like that. There was more hitting in those games than there were in like the, our triple A games. Yeah. Well, cause guys don't really give a fuck. Right. And guys are like, guys are at different speeds. Right. So guys probably slower here. Yeah. And they're just hitting guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, but that's uh, that's it. That's kind of my story. Oh, that's a great story. Like I uh, like I also had I had terrible skating. Yeah, but you can like you're like a strong skater. Like they're like you're not. I had to work so much on it, man. Like I know coaches would come and tell my dad, like, listen, he has to work on his skating, or he might not make it. So like <laughs> I would be doing, I'd be on skating camps. I remember right before I'm making the jump to AAA, I want to work on my skating. And I go to a skating, like, um, a skating clinic at 7 a.m. in the morning, right? But, like, or 6.30 in the morning before school. Oh, man. 
That is disgusting. Yeah. Let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you how disgusting that sounds. That's horrible. Yeah, so just like just getting the proper strides yeah, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, it helps. <laughs> Transitioning now because we put up a story today. <laughs> and I've been waiting for you to tell this story again because it's my favorite story. But we put up a story of Pat wearing a do-rag and a Raptors jersey. Not just any do-rag. An orange, a bright orange do-rag. <laughs> and... Uh, we put up a poll to see uh, if people wanted to hear this story on our Instagram. What's it at right And now? the results were a landslide. Ooh. An absolute landslide. Do you have them there? Or am I going to pull it up here? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is it? 94% say yes. Wow. So I guess you have to tell the story on the pod. So <sighs> go ahead. All right, here. So let's just set the scenario here. <laughs> Anthony and I, we go to school in Toronto at Ryerson University, which is at Young and Dundas, which is the heart of Toronto. Would you not say that? It's the heart of Toronto. It is. Uh, it's it's, like, it's most a, certainly the heart of it's Toronto. Based, it's the equivalent of Times Square in New York. I guess. Yeah. On a Toronto scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bet was. With our other friend in Orsh. Oh, we're, we're going names. I thought we already said in Orsh. <laughs> we did, but we didn't know that that was about in Orsh. It's okay. It's too late now. <laughs> oh, it's too late. Okay. It's all right. People don't know how to spell that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you try looking him up on Instagram. <laughs> no luck. Nah. So basically, it's about this, uh, about the amount of speeding tickets he had. So... <laughs> And this guy, this guy's a reckless driver, man. A reckless driver. <laughs> like he, I think he got four or five speeding tickets in a year. Okay. <laughs> and I told him, if you get one more, like you, like, you can't get one within a certain amount of time before Halloween. If you don't get a speeding ticket before Halloween, <laughs> I, I, I'll wear a do-rag. I'm sorry. So I'll, get a do- I'll wear a do-rag. I didn't know you were putting the spin on it. Yeah. And... <laughs> He's like, all right, but it has to be an orange do-rag if I do it before Halloween, if I don't get one before Halloween, you know? <laughs> I don't get a speeding ticket. So I'm like, yeah, there's no way. This guy gets a speeding ticket every day down Bathurst. Okay. So, November 1st comes, and he's like, you know what? I don't got no speeding ticket. I'm like, you're kidding me. You've had a speeding ticket every year. I didn't try to get one now. He's like, I, I, I didn't get one. So... He buys me an orange do-rag, picks me up. I throw in the orange do-rag, gives me his DeMar DeRozan Raptors jersey. <laughs> Why? He's already traded, right? Well, he's, he's already, already traded. <laughs> he's already traded. It's already looked like an idiot. That's fucking great. So we walk in, and I come out of the car, and I'm already getting stares. Oh, man. What the hell is this white guy with an orange do-rag? <laughs> Young and Dundas, too. So we obviously we message you. We come up to the Ted Rogers building. Yeah. We see everyone is there. <laughs> everyone possible is at this building. I'm sitting. So to, to paint a picture, I'm sitting uh, on the first floor of Ted Rogers. If you if you don't know the building, it's it's like one of the most populated buildings at Ryerson. <laughs> and um, so I'm sitting at a, at a table and I'm surrounded by like like at least. 50 people at least and we're only on the first floor we're only on the first floor and like there's always people leaving class coming from class doing a whole but there's always people walking by i'm sitting at this table i'm like yeah like come sit, come meet me at 
first floor Ted yeah. Rogers. So Pat walks up the escalator. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I walk up and it just seems like everyone's staring at me. <laughs> Ah. It's like a celebrity walk type. <laughs> but it wasn't like people were like, oh my God. It was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> What's this guy doing? I was trying to wear my Toronto Maple Leaf hat to cover it. He will let you. And I was looking like Slim Shady, <laughs> you know? Marshall Mathers. Yeah. My name is. <laughs> but no, so the hat came off and Anthony sees us and I think he almost choked on his Nutella sandwich. <laughs> like, he was like, <laughs> It was like, it was bad. So we sit down. Everyone's taking pics and videos of me. Yeah. Like. It was. People we don't, like, who rarely hang out with us had to come see us that day. <laughs> because they wanted to see that and take a picture of me. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we're just sitting. And we're the d- only time this has ever happened. Like, no one comes up to us. But, the, but Ted Rogers usually has these people that are, like, trying to not sell something. But they're trying to promote something. Oh, yeah, but this girl wasn't that, was it? <laughs> I, I think so. I don't think so. Or was she just coming up to... We'll to put like... this in the scenario. First of all... <laughs> Hold on, I want to make okay. sure... This isn't about speeding tickets. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's not... I, I'm not going to say what it's about. But it's not about... <laughs> what? Spe- <laughs> it's not about speeding tickets. Yes, it is, man. <laughs> no, <it's> not. <laughs> no, because people are going to think it's actually <laughs> speeding tickets. Hold on. Let's get this going here. Let's get this straight. Girls don't come up and talk to us. No. That just doesn't happen. It doesn't. We're not those type of guys where girls are like, I want to go talk to them. I don't think that happens to us ever. But today, <laughs> that day, I wore a do-rag. <laughs> a decent looking girl came up to our table and started talking to us. Yeah. I don't know why. She might have been selling chocolates. <laughs> she might have not been. But she was talking to us. I, do you remember what she said? I... I Honestly, I was trying not to look at her. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it just gets quiet. And she, like, leans over. She's like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> she looked. She was having a conversation with, I think, me and Anorge. Yeah. And, like, she looked right at her. She goes, why are you wearing that? <laughs> and no answer. You just, you couldn't answer. You could not give it a straight I was just answer. like, I, I didn't even know. That. I was like, I don't know, like. Uh, and she was just like, okay. And then just left. And I was like, wow. And then I had to go to class wearing that. Yeah. That's funny. You missed the part, though, where he had to wear it. He did have the to wear it. The previous year. Because, yeah, because he, we also made the bed previously. And, well, you know, he got a speeding ticket on bathrooms <laughs> twice. So, but, you know, his was different. Because you know why it's different? He wore a black do-rag. And, and he's he's brown. <laughs> he's, let's just get to the chase. He's brown, so he's it, it looks brown. half decent on him. Yeah, it, it looks way different. Than and it was black. <laughs> it was a black do rag. It could have been his hair. It's different than the orange, white, white and a raptor. Oh, he didn't have to wear a raptor jersey. I did. He didn't. He didn't wear a raptor jersey. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought I thought he did wear a Raptors jersey. No. That he, is. Still... It was almost a Celtics jersey I had to wear. <laughs> But I said, no, I'd That's rather, yeah, I'd rather you Raptors. you got to go Raptors if you're going to go, if like, you're going to do that. You would get some bad, bad looks. You already got bad looks, but you get even Imagine worse. you wearing a Celtics jersey. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, I love when you tell that story. It's one of my all-time favorite stories. And if you haven't seen it, I, I don't know if we should put it on uh, 
if we should highlight it in case people listen to this and they and they wonder what uh, the story oh, yeah, is. I guess we will highlight it. <laughs> Put under story time or something, but um. Uh, oh yeah, we just want to say we ordered a bunch of merch. Yep. So that's coming in, and you guys will see it and have the opportunity to win free merch. Yeah, we're gonna be doing a giveaway as soon as we figure out uh, everything on our end. But stay in tuned uh, on our Instagram, even our TikTok too. I've been loving our TikTok game recently, but um, it hasn't flown. But no, it was no, good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it still made me chuckle. That's all that matters. If you can make yourself laugh. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's all that matters. So where can they find this? They can find. <laughs> you're asking me that. <laughs> they can find us at views dot from dot the <laughs> dot. dot bench on Instagram and views from the bench on TikTok. Um, we have anything else, Patty, or are we good to go? We're good, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> we thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the other side. Guys, let me tell you about Empire Stags. If you know a guy getting married soon, looking to make a little extra dough before his wedding you have to check out Empire Stags. Known for its number one customer service, beautiful hostesses, and professional gaming experience, you will have the time of your life at Empire Stags, whatever your situation might be. Make sure to follow them on Instagram at empire.stags.